Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched so many things this week. We started off with the sixth episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law on Disney+. Plus. Then we watched the fifth episode of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Then we took a look at the first three episodes of Andor, which is the new Star Wars prequel airing on Disney+. Plus. And finally, we watched... Don't Worry Darling, which is a movie that feels like a movie, question mark? Major spoiler alert for all of those things. Also, just a blanket spoiler alert. We spoil a lot of Rogue One when we talk about things like Andor. Be aware of that if for some reason you hadn't seen Rogue One but are watching Andor. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of quick follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? We watched the latest episode of She-Hulk. It was our self-contained wedding episode. How are we feeling? We are nearing the end. We are in the the back third-ish of the series. Matt, again, I'll check in with you to start. Better, worse? I, I don't know. I enjoyed my time enough. Okay. I thought it was relatively fun. I liked having Titania there and, you know, the drama and stuff. I think she's fun. Albeit, she's kind of just reduced to a joke, but whatever. Right. She's fun. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, okay, but but what? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I had a feeling they weren't going to give us Daredevil this time, even though they teased it last time, which... If At least I they didn't were very know, open about not giving it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I didn't know he was going to be in it and I found out last week, I would have found this really, really irritating. Uh-huh. <laughs> but since I know he's coming, I'm not irritated about it. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Makes me think more like he might be closer to finale or something, which may be a, an arc or something that we'll get that could be more than I expected. And so, I don't know. I did, for me at least, I felt like there were it, there were elements of it that felt like they were starting to build or that you needed to have seen other episodes in order for it to make sense. I don't think there's like the big mega stakes that we were talking about last week, but I did, I was, I was seeing the threads. Jackie, I, I'm guessing you enjoyed this week? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, I had a good time. I'm not the biggest fan of standalone episodes for the most part because I want I want bigger story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm still, I'm really... I'm enjoying the humor of it. But yeah, I do. I want it to go somewhere. Is Mr. Immortal a character we have seen before? Uh, Obviously not in the show. Yeah, yeah, in the the Marvel Universe. He's not. I thoroughly enjoyed Mr. Immortal. I like that he had a husband as well. You know, I, the the, the actor they cast was great. It was just a very fun, weird, it was disposable in terms of story. Well, it may be not, you know, we don't know. But it felt. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if I was to say, to sit here and, and map out what I, hoped the series would be Mm -hmm. it was storylines like that that were kind of woven around her and whatever her actual plot is I think it's just her story that I'm missing from this yeah like I wanted it to be anecdotal episodic villain of the week b b b list d list (laughs) c list villains of the week sure while she is having her emotional journey whatever it was going to be and I know she is having it somewhat, but I almost just feel like maybe we just, not that it had to be a typical like, oh, how do I deal with being this person now? But it felt like maybe we just, she got to where she is so fast. Right. I'm kind of like, well, okay, I want, I need something. I just need something from her side of things. I well, think. I think, I feel like what we're seeing now though is her being unsure of who Jen is in this equation. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's feeling confident with She-Hulk. And she's feeling that She-Hulk love, but she's now not feeling comfortable in her Jen skin. You know, like when she's at the wedding and being forced to be Jen and she's disappointed. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So I kind of feel like, I don't know, we're starting to see at least that part of it. Yeah, it feels like she's gotten a taste of celebrity mm-hmm. and now doesn't like not being a celebrity. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's so far not 
feeling like it's getting explored in a way that's like meaningful yet. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it has to. I, again, I always say that. I don't know that it has to. It's just I feel like that's what I'm kind of missing. Well, yeah. I, I I found it meaningful. Like I found it very clever in I, – I related to – maybe not directly, but I recognized a lot of story elements of it that I really enjoyed and picked up on. Like this is the whole – it doesn't it's it's so frustrating especially as like a woman when you can accomplish so many things and yet you are reduced to like what is your dating status you know mm-hmm. you could be literally have turned into a hulk and the people want to know but are you like are you seeing anyone that to me i was just like ow <laughs> yeah. like well played you know all the stuff with the, the the whole it was kind of strange because you know we have set her up as not exactly having like a large social circle and so i was like who would whose wedding would she be in? But but all the like weird, you know, asked to do strange things and, and agreeing to do it, which was odd sort of on its own, both as Jen and She-Hulk. I was like, why would you clean up or do whatever? But, you know, it's a hyperbolized version of the things that we go through when we are asked to be a part of an event like that. And then the whole, the, the guy who was at the wedding who was hitting on her. And I was like, if he's a plant, I'm going to be so upset. You know, if he'd been like a titanium, I was going to yeah. be so, and he, you know, we still don't know. We've yeah. not, like it has not paid off, but I just, I just, there were lots of micro moments that to me felt so real that I really enjoyed and sadly related to. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, that's why I thought it was so funny and so endearing and, and enjoyable, you know? We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. One of my notes is I feel attacked by drunk her because like that is me <laughs> on a dance floor. That is me <laughs> at a wedding. I will be out there. I'll be like, what? Also, the, the cash bar made me just as angry as it should oh. have her. And I was like, who does this? And also, why does she have so much cash on her? <laughs> yeah. she had a lot of cash on her. A lot of, a lot of cash. Good tipper. A lot of cash. Maybe she's getting tips from photos and stuff, you know? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Oh, that's true. I'm just making it up, but yeah, I hope the hottie's not like a plant because I thought that was at least nice. No, if if I yeah, yeah, it didn't quite feel like that. I don't think we're going to necessarily see him in the future. Yeah, Yeah. and then there, this is the first time when she was in that the dress when she shows up at the at the wedding. It was the first time I was like, oh, she looks okay. Yeah, like the CG looks decent ish. And then when she was in the the bridesmaids dress version of it, I was like, oh no, we lost it. That was like, that was our, like our, you know, epic shot and we have lost it. And then when she couldn't turn into Hulk, so we didn't have to see her transition. I was like, this is a budget. This is a budget thing. <laughs> yeah. There was a shot last, I think it was last week. I remember thinking like, okay, she looks okay here. And I think it's a mix of now we're used to it and the conditioning mm-hmm. and that they have been able to invest a little time in some of them more than others, some shots. And so I think well, that like we're seeing more finished versions that maybe they all could have looked this way if we had. I think some of these shots we saw in like trailers and things like that. So they actually polished them first. Yeah. But then they got to go in, back in and like mm-hmm. do more, you know, because I remember that shot of her in the dress in the trailer and being like, somebody kill me. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but only the Wiggle Quick shot was just doing a little like booty pop thing. But, right. you know, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I agreed that there were some that I thought she looked better than I had been seeing. Briefly. Nice. <laughs> yeah, brief, the, briefly. The, the whole the whole like Reddit intelligentsia thing. I was like, oh, I hate but love this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's certainly very meta for the show because you know that these are all the comments, like the the other comments that are just real. Yeah. And I finally read, I was like, there was something in this episode that related back. It's the end when they're trying to steal the blood, you know, we see the lab or whatever. 
that they're going to try oh, and steal. Right. right. But it was at the very end. So, you know, the consequences don't feel, you know, it was tacked on. But maybe it's setting something here forward that we'll get some more. Yeah, I get the know. sense that it's setting up. That's the lad that we see Daredevil and her trying to break yeah, into or something like that. Right. And, you know, she has enemies out there. But I don't know. I really enjoyed the episode. But I do agree that I'm, I'm curious as to what we're going to do in this back half. Yeah, I think that's that. And what you just said, I think kind of also hits the nail on the head of like how, what I'm feeling too, where I totally agree with what you're saying about the stuff. And I do, it's not that I don't think it has meaning or deep meaning. It's more, I guess I want it to all feel less anecdotal. Like, you know, I want it to, like the meaning's there. The, 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 it's smart. The humor's smart. It's like what they're doing is smart. I almost just want like another pass of the script to make it more like, like again, less anecdotal and more kind of like have heavier weight, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it will get there and I'll be like, oh my God, amazing. Or maybe it'll go to a place and it'll just be a thing where we can look back and say, this is kind of opening the door for not everything to have to be Thanos. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And it, can, it yeah. can really can just be fun. Yeah. And that's well, okay. I, Comics are. You know, looking at something like Miss Marvel where they did have a, not Thanos level, but a, you know, a world ending thing. And then they were like, uh, just kidding. It's done. We've, we've right. settled it. Like that to me did not feel good either. So. Yeah, no, and it's, and it, I, yeah, it's very refreshing. This has not gone to a place of world ending. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah. I did ha- have to look up who Baroness Cromwell was because I was like, this has got to be a thing. Oh. Apparently she's a vampire. Yeah. I know. It was like a little, little I thought it was going to be more. There. I mean, I mean, maybe she'll show up at some point, but I thought, I was like, oh, is this a hint as to somebody who might be appearing later? And I, I don't wouldn't hate think. that. But, <laughs> I, don't, but yeah. I don't get the sense. Seems that, like a little nod. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. I was explaining to a neighbor where I'm not looking forward to it, counting down the days to it every week, but I'm always more than happy to put it on when I do. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those, that's where I'm living with it. All right. Moving on to Rings of Power, episode five. Uh, we got our spooky ladies and our spooky blonde <laughs> man, who I thought was a spooky lady to start. And I was like, I totally around. misgendered that person. Yeah. I yeah. Like, yeah. I see. <laughs> I, I mean, it could be, I don't know. It looked like a spooky, it's because it's a person who's been in the trailer shots that I think we've been like, been like, who is the, like, who is this supposed yeah, to I be? I thought that was Sauron. So I was right. <laughs> this whole time. But it, so I think that is a male actor, the bleached it, blonde person. Okay. I mean, I, I saw like female figure and stuff. So I like, it looked, I mean, I saw breasts. I don't know. But I, oh, but when they turn around, but like crouching down to um, touch the, to get to the ground and there was like it looked to me like very much like a female body i don't know regardless androgyny is the name of the game here so sure. yes. <laughs> it's like clearly i mean i don't think it, i don't think that i hope not to speak for the person but i don't think they would be horribly offended to know that we're not sure right but, <laughs> you know i mean we also didn't get to see a lot of them so. exactly yeah and they didn't even talk you know so it's like we don't really or did they no they did okay. not okay we got we just we got the shot that has been haunting those trailers and then yeah I said, <laughs> yeah an interesting thing to have shown in a trailer when you're not going to bring it up until episode what is this five and uh i'm very curious to know where they're going with that they they, at least one of them on the on her kind of chest plate did seem to have or like around her neck kind of did have like what looked to me like what we know as the eye of sauron Uh situation Mm -hmm. which i'm guessing they'll just adopt as like his symbol Mm -hmm. so it seems that they're at least uh part of the faithful (laughs) if you will with to sauron but i yeah it's and they're clearly looking for meteor man Yes. Yeah. As I think he's been called. Well, <laughs> so. I think that's why they showed it in the trailer, just to add to the, like, 
Sauron? Is are you Sauron? Yeah, you know, are we all Sauron? Was, We're all Sauron. And that was before we really knew it was going to be this big guessing game. Right. <laughs> so it makes sense, you know, that they would think that. I really love when they poked fun at us too. <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> yes. You think that's? I don't know. I'm pulling up there. Oh no, I am wrong. Huh? Okay. Well, I'm very wrong. It's given Tilda Swinton a run for her money. <laughs> for real? Yes. <laughs> the know? episode credits refer to her as the Dweller, and she's played by. Bright, Bridey, not Birdie, Bridey Sisson. Huh. And her nomads are called, or her uh, companions are called the Nomad and the uh, Ascetic? Not aesthetic, but ascetic. Uh, the, the ascetic. Okay. Yeah. Woo, very okay. wrong. My bad. Okay. Well, uh, go figure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but again, I, I think that it's clearly, whether that's her life in general or just how they're doing it in the show, uh-huh. it, it seems to be something where it's very androgynous and so i don't know and i and if she i i'm not even ruling out so far that she couldn't be sauron even though i'm not true yeah woman I, i'm like i actually kind of like that right and Sauron's we are calling her she i don't know if you know that could be yeah we don't know yeah right like uh but the character we can call them they the dweller the, the, dweller. the dweller the dweller yeah. could still definitely be sauron and i would very much enjoy that i think uh this means absolutely nothing to me but apparently the executive producer said that these are characters who traveled here far from the east to from the lands of rune which means probably only something to matt so yeah i'm like oh there's like easterlings i don't know i don't, <laughs> it's very I, don't know. Though. I don't know okay well i well now i feel even I more like back to who is sauron <laughs> yeah. well yeah because i was like that's sauron we saw sauron so right. I, like i i mean i, I kind of like then that that is not sauron yeah. or you know it still could be but it's less likely yeah, a guessing game is so fun because I, I, that was one of the main things. I have my theory about who Adar is, and I feel even stronger about it now than I, well, I, as strong, I guess, as I did last time. Yeah. But I had never questioned Adar being Sauron because I was convinced that Sauron was this person. Yeah, spooky, <laughs> so, spooky person was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another delightful dwarf episode or a dwarf, dwarf appearance. Yeah. I, yeah, the, they, t- the table thing made me laugh very hard. Yeah, he he just commands the scene when he's in it. He's just uh-huh. that, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Like we're sitting there watching like these characters. If you if you told me fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, whatever, that like I'm gonna see a scene and you're gonna have Celebrimbor and Gil Gallad and Elrond sitting around at a council table and like that Durin would be my favorite. <laughs> <of them>. Right. <laughs> Durin the fourth or whatever would be my favorite. Uh I would have I would have told you you were crazy. And uh, I, I like them all. I, I do, but I right, right, just right. feels it. Yep. He's so funny and his timing's great. I love that Elrond was honest with him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, I'm still not loving the actor's performance, but the character is, you know, making decisions that I'm like, okay, you know, you're not a yeah. snitch. Great. <laughs> well, on that, but I mean, he did take an oath and oaths in Tolkien right but a but, huge deal you know one like, can break said oaths and there are consequences but i mean we know yeah. that elrond is not this but you know that he was not tempted he didn't like try and like you know find a, yeah, a yeah. loophole around it i just it was it was a I good had, moment i had a slight worry that him that he that when he took that oath they made such a big deal out of it in the last episode mm-hmm. i had a slight worry that he was going to break it and that was going to lead to the downfall of the elves as we know them in this like it was because ah. that's like what ends up being the oaths the oath of feanor is a huge thing that like predates this stuff but it's like the hunting of the silmarils and everything and it's like the implications of what happens when you break an oath it's like <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it, the mystical powers come and they f you up you know well, type of thing so 
I thought he was going to like loophole around it by not saying anything, but yeah. just handing Gilgalad the bit of mithril he was given. Yeah. And just be like, mm, no comment. Yeah, no, I, I agree that he's he's also being a, a straight, straight up guy, you know, yeah. about it, too. He I, he I think he seems, you know, I mean, and that is Elrond. Elrond is a kind hearted person or elf. <laughs> so I love that about the character. Can we talk about how excited I was to see a Balrog, yeah. even though it was in a weird tree? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny because that, that shot made me like, I got like emotional mm-hmm. because it was so... So echoing Glorfindel, a character from Gondolin, the fall of Gondolin, which Ariandel and, you know, Celebrimbor potentially were involved in. But him going out and fighting this Balrog one-on-one and doesn't end well for him, but allowing people to escape the city of Gondolin. And it was like such a huge moment at the end of the first stage or during the first stage. And it was so clear that it was like, because that's not a book moment we saw here with this Balrog. It was totally made up. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, it's all made up, but you know what I mean. And, but it, it, it echoed it so much that I was like, oh my God, it was just the visual of it. I loved it. I'm not sure how I feel about what was happening though. <laughs> I'll right. say that. Yes. Yeah, I, I liked their storylines. I wasn't the, the the nonsense going on in Numenor, I know is intentionally supposed to be like building up to stuff, but just the still there's a dumb dumb right now. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is the person that we're supposed to be like, ooh, Isildur's heir and all that stuff. You know, I'm like, now if his dad, if you were like, oh, whatever his dad's name is, you know, like his heir, I'd be like, yes, he's a responsible person that we should admire at this point in time. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's like, I agree because Elendil is obviously Elendil, material. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know Isildur much before we know, you know, first time we ever meet him in Lord of the Rings, he's being a dumb dumb the worst yeah. <laughs> the worst of all the things and so and he wasn't even the king he was the son of the king and so i do think it is it is interesting that they always talk about he's he a sealed heir and it's like yeah the guy who effed everything up you know it's like when arwen says it she's like you're his heir not him you know you're not yeah, heir, yeah. so she's trying to say it. but well yeah he's known as that and it's like yeah he should be the heir of elendil Right. Unless something drastically changes, it's yeah. just like, who likes him? Yeah. I guess maybe it's like choosing martyrdom, right? To be like, no, I've, I'm carrying this burden. I'm Isildur's heir. But yeah. I mean, wouldn't you it, rather be like, I'm Elendil's heir? And people are like, oh, okay. He was a great guy. Like, he did, real, he did yeah. real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope that they'll, that, Isildur. I mean, I like him in the show so far, but I hope that he'll. I hope that following him will make it so that we're like really, really, really upset and disappointed when he does the wrong thing. Yeah. Because we care about him, and we were even though you know what he's going to do, we were like rooting for him. Right. Even though we know the outcome, I still want to really root for him, and it's hard too so far. But I do like the actor who's playing him. I do, you know, I'm hoping he becomes a little bit (laughs) because. Yeah. What else? We had Halbrand. And yeah, Galadriel. I do think if if we stick to this, Halbrand um, potentially being the the Witch King, mm-hmm. I was thinking it's random thought, but I was like, I forget the kid's name, but he's made for the show. But the um, Farazan's son, the cousin of of Muriel, oh yes, the kid who's like interested in Isildur's oh yeah, 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 the yeah, arsonist, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, so, yes. you know, obviously they're they're hinting at stuff, and they're getting to a point where like we're going to see Farazan, you know not be our favorite i think mm-hmm. and but with his son being there and then also a friends and stuff i had this weird 
thought where I was like, I wonder if any of these people are going to end up enlisting and like following whatever Halbrand becomes and they might become, some of them might become the Nazgul. Nazgul. You know, right. like they might become the kings of men, the, the nine men that mm-hmm. fall to Sauron's power. And I think that that could be a really interesting thing to do because mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want with it. We don't know who they were. So you right. can't, they were just men. Kings. Men right. suck. You know, right. so we know that they, it, it tracks, you know. Yeah. But, men who made bad choices. Yeah. And right. so it is, it is a, it's cool to think that we could be laying groundwork for all of that. I just hope it becomes a little more interesting. I mean, it would it would certainly make Isildur's idiotic choices have even more weight. Yeah. But it, I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't, right? Because it's like, oh, okay, you know, maybe he was worried that by not destroying the ring and Sauron, et cetera, like he would be hurting his friends who have become these things. But yeah, it just seems like he's too... <laughs> like, well, or if he garners this reputation for being the one who resisted Mm. and did not become a Nazgul. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, it, it was able to resist that far, but then it's even more disappointing that he gives in to the ring. It's like, right. what the hell, dude? But maybe it's more like... But maybe it's the temptation, or not the temptation, but like the, the the knowledge that like, if I do this, it will hurt these people who used to be my friends. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I feel that might be giving too much credit to our I also dear think friend. That, well, yeah, and I also think, you know, when we think about Isildur's heir and this and that, we're also... Hearing that said during a time when they're realizing Sauron is back and the ring is still around and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But really, Isildur's reputation is that he killed Sauron, mm-hmm. which is like a big deal. The most notable thing that's ever happened yeah. since Morgoth, right. right? So I guess I backtrack a little where I'm like, okay, I get why they say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then he becomes more of a stain because you're like, oh, wait, but the ring. And now this is happening now because Isildur made a terrible choice. But like things have been like, okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> Up until yeah, we're yeah, yeah. meeting yeah. Lord of the Rings people. So I guess there's that. But yeah, I don't know. There there could be there could be cool stuff they do with it, but yeah, the possibilities are I like everything that happens in New and I find it so interesting. I love every time we're there. Yeah. Did really... did you love the fight with Galadriel and the twenty kajillion Numenorians? Oh, I mean, action scenes are never my favorite. Yeah, I I was fine um, with the concept. But I was like, this is going on a little bit long. I hated it. It was so it yeah. Was just it was so just cheesy. so yeah. It uh, I couldn't even watch it. I was like scrolling on my phone because I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Just cheesy. Like I like the idea of her being like, let me show you how to use a sword. But it was just yes. so well, done in that way that was like, oh my god. So this is what I thought was going to happen because they're like, okay, whoever can like score a, you know, whatever gets auto promoted. And I was like, oh, okay. Isildur is going to come in, score a, a point or, you know, score mm-hmm. first. And then that's how he gets onto the go to this journey. And it had nothing to do with that. Like it would have some sort of purpose. But I guess, I mean, his friend got, but so maybe promoted, But we don't care about his friend. I mean, we might well, eventually yeah. care about his friend, but I was just like, this isn't a very extended sequence for, you know, yeah. something that this character was already going to be going in this direction anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, because he he's one that I'm thinking could be a Nazgul contender, but sure. at the same time, even if I was right about that, we don't know that right now, and we have no reason to necessarily think that right now. I'm just, like, grasping at straws here. And it's like, yeah, it's it's a weird sequence to have someone we barely know win it. And I mean, I like, yeah. I like the idea of, like, hey, Galadriel's the baddest, at, baddest sure. badass of all time. Like, show us that all the time. Into that. But it was just so long and so unbelievable. It just was like... Uh... Yeah. It was rough. I do, kind of going to the 
Tar Palantir, like the king, and kind of want, not wanting Muriel to go and all mm-hmm. these things and whatever he's foreseen. And we're talking so much about going back to like we see Adar with, you know, the orcs and talking about covered in shadow. And we obviously know what happens and Mount Doom eventually is forever erupting and creates shadow so the orcs can walk around in daylight. And then I was like, could this be so not simple, but so like, could these tunnels they're building be such a thing where they're going and they're doing something that's going to make Mount Doom erupt? Oh, like they're going to do something down there that's going to, and we're going to see its eruption and kind of the formation of Mordor here. Yeah, I think and that's, that's yeah, a very logical like, path. Yeah, I keep thinking, what are these tunnels like? What are they going to be for? And it feels like, yeah, maybe they're digging down and going under, and they're doing something. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you do down there to make a volcano erupt, but I mean something. Yeah. Something. We so did also get to see a fair amount of magic this episode. Yeah. So it's like starting to seep in. But no, it was, it was good. I just, I think the thing that like hangs over me for all these is knowing how long the story is going to be, but also having no idea where it's going. And I and, and no, I'm like, we have actually never committed, they have never committed, never said like the end point is leading into this war, you know? So we are hy- hypothesizing this and it's obviously the most logical scenario. Yeah. But... It could end well before. It could add. So I just being like, where is this all going in the grand, grand scheme? Like, I have that same question with She-Hulk, but at least I know, like, I don't know where it goes as opposed to this where I'm like, I know the eventual history of what happens here. Right. Made up history, but made up, you know. So Yeah, well, and it's, and it's I don't want to say concerning, but mildly just in the way that it's like, it is so abridged or so like condensed, the timeline, yeah. that. I don't want it to go to a place where, yeah, we're going to get there and get to the last alliance like we're talking about. And we're going to think about the show feeling like not that much time really passed. And we're supposed to like, I mean, like we're going to watch the Nazgul become the Nazgul and all these things. And it's like, it feels so long ago when you watch Lord of the Rings. Well, and it's all of a sudden not that long ago. You know, my other fear is that they're going to be like, oh, we're not going to show you these things. You know, we're going to lead you to the point where you get to start to, you know, you know, who's mm-hmm. going to become not, you know, whatever, but like, we're gonna stop yeah yeah which hopefully they don't because then it just leaves the door open for to come in and do it eventually to bridge the gap between this and lord of the rings and then it's like oh you're gonna do a bunch of recasts and a bunch of things in 10 years when you do that story (laughs) you know it's like maybe just have it be a through line you know yeah (laughs) but i'm not worried about it i don't know i'm here for the ride i want to watch what they want to show me i'm intrigued enough in the storylines and things that i'm excited about it i hope it doesn't get too close to lord of the rings in some ways because it's messy, you know, right. um, but enjoying myself. Well, speaking of series where we know how it ends, but we're still going on this ride. We got, we finally got Andor. How, how would we, are we happy? Are we sad? Are we somewhere in between? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I really thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I think it's gorgeous and it's clearly very well made. It's well acted. I like all the pieces, all the things about it. It's, a little bit slower to start than I imagined it would be. Mm-hmm. And it actually is kind of, and I don't necessarily mean this as a criticism. I'm just not sure how I feel about it. It's actually watching kind of the way a Star Wars book reads in mm. a lot of ways. Oh my God, that's and, so funny. I felt the same way about the and I just I don't know. Like it felt like a book a lot somehow. Mm. And I think this is because the books do a lot of setup. For you can pick up any Star Wars book never having read a Star Wars book before because there's a decent amount of setup in the beginning of a lot of Star Wars books to explain where the story fits in in the universe. And so I kind of felt like it's so hard because I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I'm not disappointed. Like I really liked the show, 
but I thought that we would get to the political stuff or like the deeper storyline faster. And it was just like a little slow for me in the beginning when we're just sort of watching him go through his day. And then, I don't know, we get, we got a lot of good, it was so well acted and I liked a lot of it, but I was kind of like chomping at the bit to get to, you know, the greater story that we know is going to take place. Like him being a spy and him, you know, which we end on that point basically. Right. Um, so there's that, but I just didn't expect three whole episodes of that. Sure. I loved just getting to see like a completely morally ambiguous character so early on, like spoilers, but you know, 10 minutes in when he just shoots the guy in the head. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I loved his character <laughs> the whole time and I loved getting to know, oh my God, what's the droid's name? B? Oh my God. Uh, oh, B, B2 Emo EMO, or B2 B. Yeah. B- Bemo or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember what the name is, but I like I love a droid. You know, I was enjoying that. Oh yes, yeah. Um, and Fiona Shaw. I mean, oh Fiona Shaw oh, can do God. whatever she wants. <laughs> She's uh, so good. She like kidnaps him. Um, <laughs> I, I will mean, say, about savior complex. I will say in the first two episodes, and I don't know if it was just the way that mine was set up or what. But not having subtitles on the language for the no, it's it's intentional. Yeah, yeah, because I eventually turned on subtitles, subtitles to and check. then it I would the say same. and it checked. And so I did. I felt like that took me out of the moment a lot because I was trying to figure out if something was broken on my TV or if I was supposed to know what was going on. Yeah, so. I I had the exact same reaction because I was like, "Is this is this something weird about my screener?" But I actually strangely liked that they committed to just being like, "You don't get to know what's going on here." And one of my favorite things, I found the show very frustrating in how well done it is. I was like, oh, you're doing a really good job. But I was just so angry at the the fact that like basically white uh, imperialism and colonialism is the ultimate enemy of the show and just like white mediocrity and, you know, the, the stupid captain-y overzealous dude and all this. Stuff. I was just like crawling out of my skin at how well it does. Overzealous white men abusing their power is basically the, um, and so not being able to understand and having like zero context for what this group of people outsiders are like, it just further highlights how, you know, she has no idea that it's so foreign to them, like how, how fine these kids might've been. And yet, yeah. you know, she's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to steal this, take this kid with me. Yeah, I, it's funny because I, I agree with that. I didn't actually bump on it at all. I, I noticed it, but I just kind of assumed it was intentional. So I didn't check it, but I got, I felt like I was already getting what we needed to get out of it. And so it was like, but I could totally see being like, oh, wait, is this a mistake or something? But I it, I thought it really did a good job of like conveying the like, like we're confused about what we're seeing and what's happening. And we're just kind of like, while well, they're so confused about what they're seeing and what's happening and mm-hmm. having to just like figure totally. this out. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, by the time I figured out that it was supposed to be like that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how they could have conveyed that it's supposed to be like that. I'm just used to being spooned and fed everything to a point where I was like, oh, no. Well, and that being okay. said, it, talk about a show that really just, it doesn't spoon feed a ton of stuff, which is pretty cool because which I did like so much is just said and done subtly. I mean, we weren't even really, unless I didn't pay enough attention, I don't even feel like we were really given a solid 
oh, by the way, this is a long time ago, and this is Cassie and Andor as a kid. I picked up on it, but it didn't say like 25 years ago or something like which No, I'm, it didn't. I'm fine yeah, with. it, it did. You know, I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. But it but they still conveyed it in a way that like you get it. And if you yeah. didn't get it in the first episode or the second, you're going to get it by the end of the third. And right. they still aren't yeah. telling you though. They're just showing you. Yeah. You know, what you need to know to understand that that's Cassian. Mm. And yeah, I thought to the point of yeah, the you know, all these white men and stuff and everything. I like that it is I agree with you, Dana, that it's like, oh, God, this is like so real. But I like that it's going there, but they're doing it in a way. It's that fine line of like they're they're making it allegorical without making race as far as white versus brown versus like, you know. Right. You know what I mean? Because obviously yeah. there's racism in Star Wars, but it's more kind of what we would think is like different species, I guess. <laughs> you have alien, but they're different races, mm-hmm. right? And there's classism and stuff like that. But race and gender in Star Wars is not as much of a plot point as it is in our world right like it's 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 a thing that plays into stuff but it's not like you go and you look at all the clones and they refer to everyone as sir whether you're a man or woman and they don't respect you any differently right right it's like that's just who it that's just what it is you know and it's like i don't know and and so they're doing it without you know the whole thing the whole scene where he's like they don't expect me to you know that i can walk into their house and take what's theirs and blah 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 it's very very clear when you look at it from the social side that like yeah it's very clear what he's saying. But then in the show, Stellan Skarsgård responds and goes, yeah, they, they did something with us. And he goes, what do you mean us? And I'm thinking like, oh, he's going to, but he had nothing to do with race. It was like, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know what you've been through. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, but it does. It has everything to do with it. But it, but in the show, it technically does. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know but it's mean? not just race. It's like positions of power. Yes. And, and because part of the universe that Star Wars was built in and like the actors who were cast, we have to acknowledge that, yes. you know, the empire is full of white people. Right. And, and yes, now we're seeing more and we're seeing women and all these things, but it really does also symbolize the, oh, yeah. you know, power structures that are like patriarchal and all these. So yeah, they're not making about that, but it is inherently like when you fight the empire, it's inherently about that. Oh no, totally. That's the thing is in the original Star Wars, yeah, the empire is full of a bunch of white men, but then the rebellions full of a bunch of white people too. It's like there was a problem back with like, yeah, 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 yeah. in Hollywood and that this has now gone to a place where we are making it to me very clearly tackling that issue without changing the dynamics that exist in Star Wars, I guess. Right. It's like they're doing it very artistically in a way that I think is just really, really cool. I think it's also in a, a really accessible way for people who may not believe themselves to be racist mm-hmm. or yeah. misogynistic, right? Or classist or any of the or any yeah. of those things. And like that's that's the power of really good storytelling is the ability for you to show truth while exposing people to empathy for, you know, the the person that they may be um stepping yeah, you, on. You trick people into it. <laughs> you know, that's like yeah. I will say Cyril though, I know you commented already. I I like the main like wine. Bad guy. guy. I, I hate him. him. I hate him so much. I love him. I hate him. I love that actor. And I love that, like, he oh, he constantly looks like he's going to cry. Like, his eyes look watery. Right. And yeah. It's just, I, yeah. that's probably just who he is as a person. But I am loving his performance. And I, I have a feeling that maybe he'll end up kind of, like, jumping the fence at some point in the series. Mm-hmm. But oh, I, I don't. I love him. No, I think he is our one and done villain, which make, yeah. would make me really happy because I don't think there's anything redeemable on this character. Yeah. I think he's going to be our foil. <laughs> like, and, and that'd be fine. I, I wouldn't be mad about it, but I just, 
I, yeah, I just, I'm like really captivated. But just by like, him. I, I hate, I'm, I think the actor is doing a good yeah. job. I hate him. I hate his like lackey who's so like ready to just spring right into like, you know, abusing power and, yeah. and using force. And I was just like, oh, the metaphor for like the police state and all these things. Yeah, defund this guy, the police, defund this thing. Well, I think the reason why I, I had this hunch that I thought maybe he would end up jumping over is because he, to me, does not seem like that. Like the lackey that you're talking about to me seems like you're a dirtbag who wants to bring pain upon people. Like that's what you exist to do. This guy seems like he's this tortured, like, yeah, zealot who he's doing what he is just brought up to think is right. And and what he has to do and that he's going to have his eyes opened by what the story ends up bringing. And I hope, and it's not that I need him to be redeemed. I just had a feeling he may, but. uh, I sincerely hope he is not. Just for the sake of. I'm here for him. <laughs> that yeah. performance. Just for the sake of showing it. that like some not there are people who are bad yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like this current trend in media that we're all villains have to be redeemed and stuff. A couple of my notes include, oh, so space underwear is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Because we saw yeah. her getting dressed it underwear. Is. And of course the traitor in a universe of people named things like Obi-Wan and Endor. The traitor is a guy named Tim. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tim. Like, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> In the Star Wars universe. Like, how yeah. dare Tim? Also, I, have we ever sworn in Star Wars? Because they said shit in it. And I was like, oh. yeah, I don't, I don't know if we've, I don't think we've said that word. I don't think we have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we have. I, 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 it's, it took me aback. I don't have yeah. any problem with it, but I was like, oh, you know, for a show that's like, not just, but I feel like Star Wars does trend to tend to try to be family inclusive. Mm-hmm. So that the fact that they used it, you know, English language swear word as opposed to some made up. Yeah. And on that note, I think thematically it all kind of just, it's not that it's not family inclusive, but it stayed pretty adult in that. Like, I mean, this is not a story that I imagine children are watching and like understanding anything about right <laughs> right now as it is, you know. And I mean, we open in a brothel, so. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I have to say show, that, but... that scene, I liked it, but the whole time I was like, this literally feels like a scene out of Blade Runner. Like it does. Right. I was like, where are we? What planet is this? What is uh-huh. I liked it. But then, yeah. but then, yeah, after we went away from there, I was like, okay, the show got its feel. And I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another in my notes. So basically his nemesis is going to be a bureaucrat who has too much free time. <laughs> Aren't they always? Aren't they? Yeah, it's true though. It is like looking for problems. I liked the Bix character. Bix. Is her name Bix? Yeah. I yeah, like. I thought she was. I'm interested in her. her for the most part. I really liked her. I was upset that she told Tim. Yeah. I was like, what are you thinking? Like, why would you, why would you say that? I don't know why she would trust him. But also Tim was a Fucking Tim. Let's see. The blow darts was interesting. The worst pep talk ever from a company man when he's trying to land them. (laughs) Again, I like, I love and hate how much this, like they've, this is a perfect character in terms of. It was so awkward. Uh, just mm-hmm. you know how it's being presented and explored okay i'm gonna make i'm gonna make an unpopular statement i don't love the droid and i love droids mm. but i think it's because i'm frustrated by its like imperfection mm. which probably says more about me as a person than- well no and it's, it is a different kind of droid than we've seen before right. so which i think it's kind of cool but i will say it must not be as hard as i think it is to make faceless things emote and <laughs> make me feel things because I just, I'm just such a sucker for a droid. I'm like, oh, it's just so every time he, he would like, or like, 
look sad or all of a sudden whatever. Mm-hmm. I just so easily felt. And I'm like, these masters, whoever, I, it must not be as hard as I think. It's- well, I mean, as humans, we want to like add, anthropomorphize and like add personality yeah. to everything because that's just what it's we true. do. But I, I, I don't dislike the droid, but I do. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, please just take, put it out of its misery. Yeah. Like, it's just Aww. a liability at this point. I don't actually want them to do it, but it's just a liability. Yeah, he's not as um, well-built as some of the droids. doesn't mean he can't be fixed. Yeah, but then don't use him for, like, missions and yeah. holding <laughs> secrets. They're very, very poor, Dana. We're not I, watching the I, same show. No, we're not. He's doing the best he can. He can. Ugh, just... If, he, if this plotline comes back, I'll be upset. Um, and then I mentioned this to Jackie, but the the little silly hats that the company people have, oh yeah, gave me hardcore Star Tours vibes. And I was trying to figure out if they were like from Star Tours. And then Jackie pointed out that they look like the 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 hat that or the like the bill of the droid who does the like the oh, you know yeah the boarding yeah no not Babu yeah. oh not Babu oh 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 Rex. No, I not Rex, were... the lady. Oh, Alison Janney. Yeah, bye. bye. I forget her name. Yeah, Alison Janney. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because it's funny because they, they do the color scheme and stuff. I was so, I do not like their uniforms. And I was so fixated on, like, they look like Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Like, that's what, like, Rocket and Groot are wearing. They're all wearing these blue getups. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but but Star Tours is a much better, kind of, you yeah. know. I kind of think they're supposed to be Disney <laughs> attraction uniforms. They, they, yeah, they're hardcore that vibe. And like we were looking up the old uniform, the new uniform, and they don't look exactly like either, but they just evoked it. And I was yeah, like, oh, is this like a you know not... a little fun Easter egg to these things? Yeah. It still could be. Yeah, uh, no, it totally could be. I enjoyed seeing those little like drop ships that look like the little clone drop ships. Okay. Like little versions of them. Cool. I thought those were yeah. super cool. And god damn it, I have to say, it's just, I already said I thought it looked beautiful, but it's the kind of thing where I'm watching it and I'm like, uh, so this is what everything could look like, right? If you just gave mm-hmm. yeah. time and budget and, and totally. appropriately, you know, because it's this so is what it stunning. Like. It's just, it's yeah, it was good. next level, and they film on sets, and they're it's practical stuff, and it's just it looks real. It looks yeah. good. I I guess the score at the end of the the third episode stood out. Now I don't remember it, but at the time I was like, damn, this is a good score. Yeah, the score at the title is beautiful, and it's kind mm-hmm. of was similar to that. And yeah, it's I just think it's kind really, of his theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing just feels like elevated as far as just the quality of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm I'm very excited for the next episode in that I do think when we get Mon Mothma mm-hmm. and we get into the Galactic Politics. Senate and seeing it and yeah. all that, like, you know, oh, this time, wait. I do think we're going to get into the political intrigue part of it now that he's tangled up with Stellan Skarsgård and everything that I do think is going to elevate the story to the level of where the look of it all is. I, it's not to say I don't think the story was meaningful and elevated, but it just, I wanted to be a little more like, holy shit, I can't wait to see what happens next. And it's less that and more just, I can't wait to see the stuff I'm I hoping. know is coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? Because I was like, because the stuff that I've been the most excited about is Mon Mothma and the whole Senate stuff. I love those books. I love, you know, all of that. And so I really wanted to get to it. And so I think it was partially my own expectations because I thought that we would sort of jump at least immediately. Maybe the stories don't connect yet, but we get 
a little bit of everyone's story. And I was just kind of disappointed not to get that. That being said, I enjoyed myself thoroughly and it was beautiful. And I love the character and most of the people we met. So, I mean, it's hard to complain. Diego Luna is immortal. And, (laughs) you know. There's a oh, portrait. There's a portrait of him aging somewhere in his dead. Yeah, because I was like, I wondered if they did some anti-aging stuff. I'm like slight, mm-hmm. but like I can't nope. tell. I like it doesn't so. look. It doesn't look bad if they did. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't. Yeah. You know. So I don't know because he literally is what ten years younger than he is. The last time we saw him because it was five years ago that we saw him playing, and this was five years before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like. Yeah, I don't know. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, if they did, it's well that's what I mean. Done. Is it's some of the best I've seen? Because if right, they did, right. it, I can't tell. You know, it's just, but just even seeing uh, about the press stuff, I'm like, yeah, you're like a tiny yeah. bit squishier than you were, but like that's about it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like what a delight. Here for it. Yeah, he really is. I'm so happy for him that this is happening. Same. Just in general. Yeah i I think my biggest challenge with it is I'm not huge on stories where I know. The results, you know, and especially in something like Rogue One, where it's not that far in the future, as opposed to something like House of Dragons, which is 300 years, or Lord of the Rings, or Rings of Power, which is, you know, however many eons that we're condensing down. But this, I was like, no, I know exactly where your path goes, but I am still very in. So, did you like Rogue One though? Oh, yeah. No, this is my thing. You I think how, you didn't know how all those characters meet their end, but you knew like Oh, are you saying you like stories where you know the end or are you saying that you don't? No, yeah. I'm saying I don't like prequels where I know I th- I think Rogue One is amongst the best Star Wars movies and I think it's like I'm not going to say perfect, but the ending is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so knowing the consequences for these characters, I'm like I don't know if I need to go back and see how they got there because I, I'm sad. I know how your story ends, you know? <laughs> it's not like I can be like, ooh, how did you get there? And then maybe someday I'll find out like where your future takes you. This is literally just like, here's where we are. You know, there's an end point to this at some point. So I think it's just like sadness, you know, for characters I I like have, having it hang over the head being like, oh, I know how this ends. Yeah, because, um, you know, you feel for them and you're, like, hopeful for them. And then he's like, but I know what's about to happen. Right. I'm like, Not I get so now, invested but... in you, even though I was already invested in you. I'm like, <laughs> this makes it hurt even more. Like, I haven't gone yeah. back and watched Rogue One because I'm so devastated by mm. the – I was so, you know, impacted by it. I was like, this was brilliant. Goodbye. <laughs> I never yeah, need to I see think, it again. <laughs> I think with this that once we get Mon Mothma in there, I think it'll help right. it opens up a little bit. because. Obviously, she ends up being a power player, and then like we, I don't, I don't know if I actually know how she dies when she dies when. Like, I don't actually know if that's been explored anywhere. I don't books, books or otherwise. I'm not really sure because I've encountered her. I don't but, think so. But I don't yeah. Know. So it's kind of fun that the possibilities of where, like, I don't think this show the plan is to go anywhere else with it. But honestly, if it was, if it does so well and people are loving it so much, you could give us a Mon Mothma show. Sure. Spanning from this or bouncing off of it from this, going through Rogue One, but past Rogue One, because everyone thinks we see Mon Mothma more than we do at Star Wars. We only see her in Return of the Jedi. Like, mm-hmm. but she's yeah. doing stuff. You yeah. know, she has to be all that time. And it could be cool to explore. And so I hope it opens doors that can lead places that'll help alleviate that a little bit. Because I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think it speaks to the quality of it where I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. uh, I know how good this is. I, anyway. Yeah, well, I'm not even going to ask if we're going to keep watching because obviously we're going to keep watching. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. 
I just hope we eventually get to my my K two S O like in second season or something. I think, I think we that would are. Be fabulous. We have. To. I hope so. Yeah, we have to. I hope so. Yeah, I, d- I don't know exactly how far they're taking it to like when we meet him in Rogue One. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? However, they did. There was a little uh little egg. They said uh they said the planet. They're talking about oh blah, 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 in the first episode I think and they said the planet that we see that we meet Cassian on in Rogue One. Uh, Wabana, Wabani, Wabani, Wabani. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, that's fun!" Because I always remember in Rogue One they show they do the thing where they show us like the planet names when we're there. And I, I don't remember, remember that. Wo- Wo- Wabani, and it's where he's there doing that where he shoots the guy and whatever. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, all I know is we got a character named Tim in Star Wars. We sure did. Yeah. Switching gears out of the streaming universe. Big week for us in streaming, but we saw Don't Worry, Darling. Best film of the year? Best film of the... One of them, yeah. <laughs> it is a, it's a film that felt like... It's a movie that felt like a movie that came out. It, it certainly came out this year. Yeah, it is, it's a movie um, that came out. <laughs> people were in it. People we were. Miss Flo was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jackie, I'll start with you this time. Yeah, it was not great. Um, it just didn't want to commit to anything. You know, it, I just remember thinking, God, you want so desperately to be creepy, but you're not willing to go there. Mm -hmm. You're not willing to do anything that is actually creepy or interesting. You're just going, you know, part of the way. Right. Yeah. It was so influenced by other things. Stafford wise being the most obvious and Mm -hmm. there were elements of get out and different things in there, but even I, I venture to say, even the what was it, two thousand five or six or four, I don't know, remake of Stafford Wise with Nicole Gibbon, even that managed to have like an eerier vibe at times than this did. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, Stafford Wives original is a horror story, and that made it into a comedy, but it still was like horrifying what they were doing, and it was like this was horrifying what they were doing, but the only reason we got the only story we got fleshed out at all that had any real reason was. Him doing it, Harry Styles doing it to her, and he was doing it because he wanted to spend more time with her, and she's like a doctor who can't afford to have hot water. Yeah. And then he's not contributing to the household in any way, so she has to work all these 30-hour shifts and whatever, and he's complaining about it. So then he decides to go get a job to make enough money to pay for this Mm -hmm. instead of just getting a job and helping support so that they can have nights together. Like, what? I mean. It It doesn't track. It's stupid. Yes, agreed. And I think that the issue is they're trying to set him up as this like gross sort of semi incel character. Well, but yeah, it's but like fucking go there then. Well, right, you know go I mean? there and don't make it so he has a relationship with this high functioning, beautiful, like accomplished woman. Yeah. Because I'm like, what did she see in him? Yeah. That version, you know, real him. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. It just was so. I wanted. Not that everything has to be so so dark, but I wanted these women to be like women that were all kidnapped by these men. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And they were like, she was actually his neighbor, not his wife or, you know what I mean? Like some in relationships and the women were leaving them and they decided to entrap them or, or, you know, crazy, you know, not that I, but, but that they, maybe it's like, they didn't even know these women where it's just like, yeah. Like, you know, obviously we have a bunch of men there. So it's like, Oh yeah. One of them could have kidnapped her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And it's uh, dark and crazy, but I thought that that would have been like, 
at least a little bit more interesting and something that I could actually understand a little bit more. Okay, you're a psychopath. But instead, it's just like, what? (laughs) How early, if at all, did the two of you clock that this was taking place in modern day? Oh, immediately. I I always knew it was like a weird, weird fantasy. I never thought that it was really back in the day. Yeah, yeah, see, I, I, all the materials, and obviously it's intentional, but I was just like, I was like, right away, I was like, oh, you're trying too hard to sell this era. And I wish they hadn't because, yes, like, let things creep in, but don't immediately let me know that. And I'm like, oh, is this just because I watched so many movies that I was able to pick up on this? Or were they just not refined enough in their storytelling? Yeah, I think it was well, just they too also. Yeah. yeah, and they also did a really weird mix with like the hair and makeup of like the, you know, uh, the fifties. Yeah, it was the forties, fifties, and sixties. <laughs> it was I, just like all I over will the say, place. I was like the costume design. A, it was like okay, a lot of Florence Pugh's dresses. I was like, I want that. Oh yeah, I will. I mean, all that being said, I the design of things was really nice to look at. I thought it was very, it was pretty, and I even said to Jackie at one point watching, I was like, you know, like God, I feel sometimes I feel like I would just like to be a housewife, just live and be there and just cleaning and. <laughs> not having to worry about anything else besides, even though I know it'd be terrible, but I just, I was just, you know, I'm in the middle of a crunch at work and I'm like, it'd be really nice to be paid to exist. Yeah. yeah. Clean, clean but, the they, but there's a huge difference between choosing that I, life. Yeah. Well, right? no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I wasn't saying that as like, oh, no, she no, 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 I know, I know, I know. I'm talking about you. I was like, I think well, that's not a bad thing point, to want. You know, there's, it's yeah. like fine if you want that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's just, it just doesn't make sense if you don't go to the complete dark place on it because there are women who would sign up for this. So, you know, like just, so I don't know, or couples who would do this, I think. Right. So are we, that was one of the points where I was, uh, uh, first of all, I did not realize that Olivia Wilde was in the film. I didn't either. Oh, oh I knew that. Okay. Yeah. During all the press stuff. I thought she mm. just directed it. So when she showed up, I was like, ah, you have zero objectivity about any of this, you know, does, was she aware that she was – did she opt into this or was she the one putting somebody into – She seemed to know about it and so it made me think that they – that she and her husband went and did Chose this. Chose to do this. And it made but, me think But not that, that she was that, the one who was like, I'm keeping my husband hostage. No, no. That I would have been it, interesting it almost, to me. It, yeah, it almost felt like they – they did it together. And I thought that maybe about the couple and the girl who killed herself, like maybe they lost their son and then they wanted a reality where, but again, if we could have explored those things, that's more interesting to me. Like, Oh, I can give you this reality where this exists, this thing you can't have exists, but they chose to make it about a couple whose problems were so easily solved. (laughs) He he literally (laughs) solved them in trying to solve them. But so it was just like, none of it made any sense. Yeah. Like imagine if, you kind of went the whole, you know, Wanda, Wanda type thing, right? But, but imagine mm-hmm. if our story had been, not that everything has to be about, because she's a woman, child, child loss and all this, whatever. But imagine if it had been something like that, right? Where she has her kid here and all this crazy stuff's happening. And then she has to face this reality that if she leaves here, she's going to lose her child because her child's not alive anymore. And she didn't know that. Sure. And like, then there's like stakes and it's sad and it's all these things. But instead it was just like, I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, I also... Just, Again, the logic, huh. I was like, so does that mean she just like wakes up and is strapped to this bed and trapped? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And we didn't get to see that. And so we're like. Because they didn't have a logic way out of it. Like, they were like. No. Touch this she's glass. free. And, yeah. No, she's free and whatever. And Well, and it barely made sense that like, because like, what, what do they do on the weekends? Like they're allowed to stay in the, the thing the whole time. Then who takes care of the bodies? Oh. 
That's a good question. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Is it was she there wetting herself every day? Are you feeding her? Like, what are you doing? I well, he like think... he drips the water into her I mouth, and I was the... like, I was like, that's not enough water to survive. Yeah, on. no, you need, you need more than that. I don't know. It just, it just, it felt like it. It the whole thing felt like she was, she was thinking. Oh, she had an she idea. was being deeper and having this commentary and things that none of which could land, but it felt it felt like Olivia Wilde really felt. She wrote it too. Right? It no, felt like, no, oh, she, she did didn't. not. Okay, someone yeah. else wrote it. Well, the writer to me and then also director now yeah. felt as if they really they really believed they're like saying something meaningful with this movie and right. they just couldn't stick the landing in any sort of way. And it's sad because, again, it did look nice. It was clearly Palm well, Springs. It looked Palm nice. Springs looks like that. <laughs> it looked nice. And there were also like there's a decent movie somewhere buried mm, in here. Mm-hmm. But all credit to Miss Flo because she, she, Gemma Chan, Chris Pine, and Kiki Palmer were like doing their damnedest. Mm-hmm. And I they was tried. Like, oh, they tried. You are so trying hard. very hard. Everyone else, ugh. I mean, everyone else being, you know, very limited number of people. Uh, but I just, I was like, the performance, it, uh, it just was wrong and not in like a good. And I wanted it to also be so bad at that point that it was good, but it was not. I kept looking at my watch, being like, okay, it, we have to be. And two minutes would have passed. Oh like, yeah, it was excruciating. It was, the setup was okay. I liked it okay, and then it just hit a plateau, and it just never went anywhere else. It just was like, oh my god. So the like the last like two hours or like hour and a half of the movie, I was like, oh my god. I saw there was a Twitter thread today about this, but what do we think the plane was meant to symbolize? The one that crashes. That was a direct like the one that the, the Kiki's son was toy was a direct replica of. Like, yeah, I don't, I do not know. I didn't get it. I there some of the theories I saw were, uh, you know, best guesses to whatever it was. But it was I was just like, this isn't. I just didn't. Again, it was it was such a big part of it that didn't connect back to anything as far as we could tell. And so yeah. why include it? There has to be another catalytic moment that she could experience that forces her to have this revelation. Well, no, there. Yeah, yeah, I would have I would have enjoyed her just naturally kind of getting curious getting curious and being like i'm gonna follow him to work one day <laughs> you well, know what no, i mean like, or like Kiki, keep using kiki palmer yeah exactly like don't well i saw it. something i didn't read it i didn't read the interview but i saw like a, her quoted saying that she was cut out of most of the movie and oh. like so i think that there was a lot more, more there oh maybe it, it was sure more interesting. Like, you can't have a four and a half hour movie that's not interesting so you have to cut it down to at least two hours if you're not gonna have an interesting movie right but they cut out maybe the wrong stuff i don't know but yeah, it's sad because the, the pieces are there and it's not, it's not that it's so bad. It's just not good. And so, yeah, you can't go to that, that area. Well, no, it becomes so it. not good that it became bad to me that I was just. Well, like, it is, but it's, but I guess not so bad in the way where you can like laugh at it. Like right, right, saying, right. It's like, it's very, just, it's not a good, it's just not good. And I, like, the, the first few scenes with Harry Styles, I was like, eh, you know, he's not great, but he's not awful. And then they got to the first sort of emotional scene. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and is... you've got him next to Florence. I know. Which is hard to if there was one. It was so... so it's like. It's hard. And I said to Jackie after we had to seen it, but I was like, you know, it really does feel like, not that it would have made it a good movie, but Shia was much better suited for this role. <laughs> because not only is he a better actor, but also like he can play this kind of like, I would, I would buy it. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, you can play like a douchebag. Yeah, Yeah, well, uh, because he is (laughs) an abusive, you know, whatever. Just mean like he he would. I I barely recognized Harry as the like 
real version. I was like, is that the same? Yeah, I'm trying to make him this like frumpy, Lovely. like long, greasy hair. It's like I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I believe that 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 was fine, you know. I but think the, the whole like what the character look. was supposed to do. I was like, what? I know, but I think if he was cute, then at least we could have understood why she was with him. Maybe right? Yeah. The, verse, they 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 went too far in the because he was unkempt, but like that they you know they made his skin grow. It, it was just yeah, it was. It just all fell apart. I the one thing about the movie I liked aside from Florence's dresses and it's not I didn't actually like it but some of the like when Chris Pine is giving his you know inspirational nonsensical speeches I was just like these are so corporate like I have been in meetings where managers are talking like this and I'm just like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) you're talking yourself in circles this is very accurate but what you know, yeah. but I don't think that they lucked out into that being accurate to certain other things. Yeah, and I felt bad for Gemma because so she was she was giving yeah she was giving her all to do what she was to do, and then like by the time we get to the end, her character doing what she does like it wasn't earned like no. the story like none of it was like and you know there's an arc there that they just cut, on the, yeah, cut yeah. out because why would she take this tiny role anyway? You know, like at right. this point in her career. And so there must have been an arc and stuff, and that moment must have been like a yeah, right. But like you know, like like All he gone. did this to her, and then she's now found out, and she's gone along with it all this time. But now she's going to take control, or whatever. Like it would have been like yeah, yeah. But instead, it was just like it was just so hard. unearned. Is, it was a very cool moment that was, was unearned. Yeah. You know? Instead, we got you know twenty bajillion hours of Harry Styles dancing like a monkey, which at the expense of why and her yeah, humming so some weird. song that was. I, kind of irrelevant. I don't know. Dumb. Yeah, my notes are not generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a bummer because I, I, I like Booksmart as far as Olivia Wilde's oh, movies I loved go. Booksmart. So it's kind of great. So I, her as a director, it's like jury still feels a little bit out. I don't know, like as far as like if she's good or not. Well, it like, has to be very concerned for whatever her spider spiderman, well, you know. Yeah, is going to be. Yeah, I was really most of think upset, according to my notes, at the doctor that she was a doctor part. Oh, please! I was, she doesn't, doesn't even have sense. water. Yeah. And she's, she's a surgeon. Crazy. She's not right. even a doctor. She's a surgeon, right? MD, and know? not you know, so absolutely bad. no disrespect to our, our hardworking nurses, but for a second, the way that they were, you know, that when she was like taking a thirty-hour shift, I was like, that's actually not common for doctors anymore. They like really have put the kibosh on that because you start to lose your mind, and it's yeah, not healthy to be working with patients, but. I was like, man, is she a nurse? Like, what's that? And they're like, good evening. Yeah. Have a good evening, doctor. I was like, no, she a doctor. And her There's no MD question. On it. I was like, right. she is a full on. Well, and, and she comes from the operating room too. And yeah. so it's just like, you're, you're, I'm supposed to believe a surgeon can't afford a decent apartment? I mean, the only reason that it would be like, I was like, yeah, you, plenty of people can earn lots of money. It's very easy to also spend and lose money. But mm-hmm. they did not tell us how or why, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. I just need an explanation. Exactly. Like, I'm okay. Like if he's like a gambler exactly. or like, I don't know what, but like something that yeah, explains. They have family debts, whatever it is, just to be like, where is her money going? Yeah. yeah but then, but then it, if, if it's something, if it, I agree, but then if it was something where he was squandering it all, it's Don't like she, he's, he's doing this because he wants to spend more time with her and he can't because he's squandering their money and so she has to work 30 hours. It just, it all goes back to this, this stupid plot. Like you need to like, just, just it, make a reason, make it so that like, show us that she's actually leaving him. 
and then he that's why he does this or, right you know like something I don't know. I mean, part of me does agree with the idea that like there are absolutely men out here who could have all of these things and still be like, I want more, you know, and not recognize 100%. that their their ability to fix the situation. But hundred percent, it just takes a special kind of moron to go out and whatever this experience must cost, which you know it has to be astronomical, right? To go out and be able to get enough money to pay for this, he has he's clearly going has a job of some kind. He's getting money to pay for this. And he would do that instead of have a job while she's alive with him, like, or like you know, yeah. sentient. I don't know. It's just oh my god. No, it doesn't make sense. But I'm like, no, yeah, no there's I, yeah. a world in which there are men who, uh, and maybe women as well. But I just, <laughs> I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, for as much fun and entertainment I got out of the press tour, I got the opposite level, like equal levels opposite frustration and disappointment by watching the actual film. Yeah, I think that press tour is the best thing that could ever happen to them because well, oh, the press tour was the hilarious is, because it's like people are interested in the movie because of it, right? I but mean, I thought the trailer was intriguing, so I was going to watch it anyway. But oh, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I was cool with it. I was like, okay, cool. I, but, I mean, uh, I, I just was like, okay, I know I'll see this movie anyway because I see almost all the movies. But yeah, you know, once the press stuff happened, I was like, I need, I must see this movie. I'm and sure, I, yeah, I'm sure, a lot of people were. I didn't have high expectations for it, but then it was just atrocious. When it manages to let you down when you didn't have my experience. It's right. Like, oh, that in itself is a commentary. Yeah. What a bummer. Would you? Is there anyone you would recommend it to? No. No. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of anyone that I'd be like, well, this person would like it. I know. Well, I wanted, I wanted people to... Like there was a world in which I thought I'd be like, oh my God, you have to see it. It's such a, you know, a mess. Yeah, what a that, mess. You know. you know, it's ridiculous. But I... I do like talking to people about it because of how bad certain parts of it were, but it's just, you know, it's going to be a passing thing. All right. Well, very briefly, we watched obviously an excessive amount of things this week, but we're watching what? Did anyone have anything else intriguing? Uh, Vampire Academy came out on Peacock. Um, okay. It is just as cheesy as you would expect it to be. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I guess... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I keep watching, I guess. But I watched three episodes. And I think there was four out, maybe. Okay. I watched Sydney on Apple TV+, Plus, which is the oh. documentary about Sydney Poitier. Oh, how was it? And it's, it's, yeah, and it's very nice. I liked it. Uh, yeah, it's good, good stuff. And then I watched Dahmer on Netflix. I watched all of that in the first Did day you? and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that would be, like, your brand or not. Um, it wasn't like scary, but you know. No, yeah, I think because I knew how it ended. I like Evan Peters a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm like okay with uh, Ryan Murphy because I knew it wasn't going to be like American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it, yeah, I thought I thought it was good. It was very watchable. You know, it just yeah played played incessantly. <laughs> yeah. No, I I enjoyed it. I and I have a, have a friend slash acquaintance who edited a couple episodes, so that was kind of yeah, fun to see her work. But it. Uh, you know, obviously, I have a fascination with serial killers, and Jeffrey Dahmer's on that list <laughs> for me. Uh, and so, I knew obviously things are not completely like, oh, this is definitely how it happened, as far as we know from books and stuff. But a lot of the notable stuff I knew, mm-hmm. and so some of it, my sick mind was a little like sad not to be able to see more of the gruesome details of it mm-hmm. than they showed. You know what I mean? But yeah. I thought that for the most part, they handed it all in a very tasteful way, which is not Ryan Murphy's forte. 
True. So it surprised me. Well, he didn't uh, direct a lot of them, I think. Which right. But being involved in it being like a spawn from his camp, I guess I would have I yeah. thought it would be. And, you know, they kind of, not to spoil the story points, but for Jackie, if you're going to watch it. But yeah, since they don't tell it in a linear way, I kept comparing it to my beloved The Assassination of Gianni Versace, which is also the portrait of a serial killer. And right. I thought that was a little superior to it. I, I thought about that. I was like, this is not his best of these. I think Assassination stands you know, currently at the forefront of those. Yeah, I, I made the mistake of, uh, because I was just watching it all in a row, eating while watching the show. Yeah, it's a little gross. <laughs> uh, and especially as the the carnivore of the group. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah, it's one of those shows where I feel like when you're when you're watching it with the filters and with, they, with it, the look of it all, I feel like it's, you can be inside of his apartment and I can, I feel like I can just smell it in there. Yeah. You know, like it, it really, really effectively establishes that. I was like, mm, yeah. not really appetite uh, inducing. No. <laughs> but I highly recommend for anyone who's at all interested because it was well done. Right. I started watching a new show called Reboot, which is on Hulu. And it was very interesting because it's been very aggressively advertised as like from the creator of Modern Family. And so uh, when you say that, I just assume sort of wholesome. Uh, and then I think within the first few uh you know, minutes of it, somebody so it was like something, something cunt, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is an uh, you know adult uh, mature show." But the the premise is that this woman wants to reboot a sitcom that you know was from the '90s or whatever, and it's got Keegan Michael Key, it's got Johnny Knoxville in a huh. acting role. He's not bad in, you know, uh, Rachel Bloom is in it, and it's it's just very meta, like television production, which is fun. Yeah. But I, I was not expecting the – oh, uh, Judy Judy Greer is it? This is oh, spo- spoiler. But, um, you, you know, from Arrested Development where she's always like, say goodbye to these, Michael. Yeah, you see her her Michaels. Um, <laughs> I was like, whoa, we finally oh, took all oh. these years to like oh. – what's not ex- – again, this is where like, – this is in line with the like, what's not expecting this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to spoil that because yeah. that is a, is a moment no, on it yeah, but funny. and then Abbott Elementary is back which I absolutely love and uh, I started rewatching the Mindy Project Ooh. because it is 10 years old it's celebrating 10 years that makes me feel really old yes some of it I mean it's still very very funny most of it holds up okay. some of it not as much and it it does make me a little sad having seen. I don't. I think I finished it. Finished it, but just seeing the arcs again in like one go because I think I, I started, stopped, started, stopped, and being like, oh, I don't, Danny's Danny's like not the greatest character. Oh no, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he never was, which is no, the whole yeah, point. Yeah. But but right. just yeah. So it's um huh. yeah yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll go back and rewatch that. But some of it is very very. I mean, a lot of it is very very funny. Yeah. It- I'll always remember watching that for the first time when it was on and just like, I would just laugh out loud. Yeah. Constantly. I just thought it was so funny. And now I am much closer to the character's age uh, than I was. Oh, yeah. When so I, so. You know, so it's like I was, I, the, the jokes land much differently, you know. Yeah. Attacking in personal way. <laughs> no, that's true. And yeah. then I, lastly, I, I did watch Do Revenge. I forgot. I watched Oh, that you finished it. Talked, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you I didn't finish it. it? Oh, okay. No, is it worth watching? Yeah, it's not not worth watching. I don't know. It just it, it's a movie, you know. So I was like, okay. And yeah. it, uh, for some reason, when you were talking about it last week, Dana, I was picturing it being a show. Even though I'm sure you said it's a movie. I just uh-huh. was like thinking like a little series. And uh, yeah, I mean, there were things that made me like laugh here and there. I understood the when people are like, oh, it's like Clueless. It's like 
it makes it it almost builds it up too much to say this, but it's like Clueless meets Mean Girls, but it's not either of those things. Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's in the it's vein of. It's not as of, good as either of them, right. but it draws inspiration from them and it pays homage in certain ways to them, but darker than both, um, <laughs> you know. But Certainly, yes. Yeah, it goes to a place where I was like, it, it does the thing where it, the story goes to a place where I was like, oh my God, come on, like eye rolling, but then it brought it back to a place where I was like, okay. So I don't really know how I felt, but, you know. Yeah, it, it's, innocuous yeah and considering the, the fact that it falls into the netflix movie of the week category like oh yeah it, it's surprisingly good in that sense yeah i could have seen it in a theater and been like well that was whatever and not thought oh that didn't belong in a theater it, you know it's it's a yeah. movie which some of them don't feel that way so <laughs> yeah yeah all right well lots covered this week thank you both yes thank mm-hmm. you Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of super quick follow-up points. So Baroness Cromwell, who Mr. Invincible mentions as one of his paramours and or wives, was the daughter of a village doctor named Jacob Cromwell, who was a secret thrall of Dracula. So Baroness Cromwell, also known as Baroness Blood, is a vampire. I don't know if we're going to see her in anything. I mean, there's a world in which we could maybe see her in Blade. That would be very cool. But it seems like a very long lead plant that they are doing there. And then when it comes to Andor, it does not seem that we have sworn in Star Wars before. It depends on your definition of a swear word, I suppose. So things like bastard and hell and fool, I saw somebody call a swear word, which that doesn't seem right. But there has been some language that has started to gear more maturely. I, you know, some, I think Rex says damn in an animated movie. But at the end of the day, I think shit is the furthest that we've gone in the English language. There are also obviously euphemisms for swear words throughout the universe, but this is the first time that... In a, a common English, you know, vernacular, we have outright said this. So good job, Ander. You are a language pioneer. And then Wobani is a mid-rim planet that appears in Rogue One and gets mentioned in this, as Matt said. And there's an Empire forced labor camp there. Not sure if that's going to uh, at all play into Andor, but it, there's a high possibility that it might. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.